0: look at earthly kings and their pomp and all that, but there is nobody like Jesus. He stands alone, unchallenged in the universe, who is like the Lord. There is no one. You worship with us as we sing. Okay, you guys out there? These guys got in at 1 o'clock last night, this morning, 20 hours on a van. They've exhausted. This whole week they've been up late and getting up in the morning. We can't let them out worship us this morning. Come on. We can't let them out worship us. You guys are rested. You've had all week to rest. Yeah, Come on. Let's let a praise rise up in this place right now. Oh, hallelujah. Yes. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord God Almighty. Yes, Jesus. Yes. Oh, you can do better than this. Come on. Come on. Oh. Mighty in this place, God. oh ha ha ha. oh This is prayer time. If you have a need, come on. Come on, bring your need to the altar right now. If you have a need, you need prayer right now in your body. You need strength. Come on. Let some of these young people lay hands on you tonight, this morning. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God touch Tori today, God touch her body right now. Bring healing to her right now in the name of Jesus. God, touch Carol. God, heal her, Father. In the name of Jesus. young people pray for some of your friends that didn't get to go to Youth Congress. Go pray with them right now. God would encourage them like he did you. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. God, you're a healer. God, I believe you're healing Sister Mitchell right now as we're praying, God, I know you're healing her body, God. In the name of Jesus.
1: the Lord, praise the Lord, praise God, the Psalms 16 and 6, it says, but certainly God has heard me, and he has attended to the voice of my prayer, can we just thank the Lord for just a few moments, just a few minutes more, can we honor him? is finished, so I will quickly get out of the way, Uh, so you young people, man, praise the Lord, one one o'clock in the morning, as mentioned, and late nights, and that's the power of the youth right there, praise the Lord, praise, don't we, I, I really love seeing the young people up here doing praise and worship, praise God. I don't want you guys to to go nowhere. Just hold tight for for just a moment. I do have a few announcements uh, I would like to make uh, this morning. I want to first give honor to all of our guests this morning. Thank you so much. On behalf of our pastors, Brother and Sister Olson, thank you so much for for being here this morning uh, to our Spanish uh, community. Alabado, Ciel Señor, Mis Amigos, God bless you. Um, This Tuesday night we'll be having uh, prayer in this building at seven o'clock and as already mentioned um, we won't be having a 6 p.m uh service tonight so really with this being a fifth service we can rest when we get back to the house so we're going to go before the lord in prayer for the offering but what i would really like, let's do something just a tad bit different. I know you're comfortable and you got all rested up, but let's have the ushers come up to the front. And what I would like to happen or what I feel like needs to happen is we need to get out of our space for a little bit. You know what I enjoy about hanging out with young people? They remind me of my former self. So they've come back encouraged and inspired, and I think this would be a good morning for a little bit of that to rub off on all of us. So, no, no, I want you guys right up here in the front. So we're going to march for the offering. So as you march for the offering, you might as well just stay put up here, right? We have some more, our choir is going to sing here uh, in just a, a moment, but I really feel like this is a great opportunity. We can rest after lunch. So let's today be a day of thanksgiving, not only what he's doing in, our young people, but what is he doing in your life? Oh, come on, somebody. What are you expecting the Lord to do for you this morning? Praise the Lord. 2 Corinthians reminds us, but to this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall also reap sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap bountifully. So what we're seeing here is the law of the harvest. In essence, saying what you put in is what you're going to get out. So if we don't put nothing in this morning, well, let's go before the Lord in prayer for this morning's offering. Because I encourage you, if you're able uh, to come here up front and join us uh, in continuation of praise and worship, I encourage you to do so. Let's go before the Lord in prayer, shall we? Lord, in the name of Jesus, we we thank you, Lord God, for this time. We thank you that you've blessed us, Lord. You've blessed our youth department, Lord God. You've blessed our community. We are so excited about what's happening here at church of pentecost lord god this morning as we bring our tithes and our offering lord god let us take this moment to celebrate your goodness let us take this sunday and celebrate your mercy lord god and honor you lord god for all that you are doing and about to do in our life and your precious and holy name we pray in jesus name can we put our hands together one more time in anticipation of what god is doing in our life
2: There's nobody greater than Jesus. There's nobody greater than my God. Oh, he's great. Come on, church, he's worthy of our praise. He's worthy of our glory. He's worthy for us to lift him up. He's worthy for us to magnify him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Of the Lord. I'm inspired. These young people have inspired me that I should never stop praising Him. I should never stop worshiping Him. Oh God, hallelujah! He is my God, He is my Savior, He is my deliverer, He is my healer. Oh God! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! Amen. I I just want to say, I feel this morning that uh, we should have special prayer for Sister April LeBlanc. She's uh, in hospice. Uh, Sister Kelly Jones been going by ministering to her. Also, Sister Maria. uh, We went by Thursday night. no, what we see is not what God sees. You know, and, uh, God is able no matter what, it, what we what we see in the natural, God is he's still God. He can do anything. And God is never too late for God because the Bible says Lazarus was four days in the grave and he still raised him up. So there with God there's always hope no matter what the situation is like. So let's Let's stand together and let's pray for her right now that God will touch her and that his will will be accomplished. We want to see God's will. We want him to heal her. We believe he can heal her. We know he can do that So if, if he desires. But let's pray for her right now. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come before you this morning. We come together for Sister April LeBlanc. God, we know that you are the only one that can touch her right now. You're the only one that can raise her up, God. You're the only one that can heal her because you are the healer of every sickness and every disease. So, God, I pray right now special anointing on her, God. Touch her body right now. I rebuke that sickness, God, in Jesus' name. I rebuke it in Jesus' name. I plead the blood in Jesus' name over my sister, God. God, I know that you can show yourself strong on her behalf. God, what a testimony. What a witness it would be, God, to just raise her up out of that bed right now. And God, the people that are ministering to her, that are taking care of her, can see. God, the miracle, working power of God. Oh, we thank you today. God, we give you glory and praise. And we thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, just give the Lord some praise one more time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, I'm going to get ready to get into the word of God. But first of all, I want to say to all of our guests on behalf of our pastors, Brother and Sister Rosen, we're so honored for you to be here with us this morning. And I want to give honor, first of all, to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I also want to give honor to our pastors, Brother and Sister Rosen, this morning. I thank them this morning for this opportunity. as I stand here this morning in pastor's place, I pray that I can be Blessing and a help to you this morning by the grace of God. If you got your Bibles, why don't you turn with me to the Gospel of Mark chapter 5? Mark chapter 5, looking at verses 25 through 34. Mark 5, 25 through 34. I'm reading out of the uh, the King James Version, the old King James. I sometimes I go to the New King James, but I've been recently been referred to go back to the old King James Bible. Mark chapter 5. Verse 25 reads a certain a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing better but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes. I shall behold. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude throning thee, and says, Thou who touched me? And he looked around. About to see her that had done this thing, but the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, daughter, thy faith, thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace and behold of thy plague. For a few moments this morning by the help of the Lord and by his grace, I want to talk, I'll preach, I'll teach on this subject. Your faith can make you whole. Your faith can make you whole. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, I thank you this morning, God, for this opportunity that you have allotted to me to stand up in this pulpit today. I stand here by faith in Jesus' name. I pray, God, that you will bless your people and bless our pastors. Your word is already blessed. But I need you to anoint your servant. I need you to anoint the ears of your word today, God. I pray that God, by your grace and glory, I'll be able to say something that will encourage and inspire your people today. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Your faith can make you whole. When it comes to healings, when it comes to healing, sometimes it is not attained, when healing is not attained instantly, A lot of times we kind of lose our faith. Our mindset becomes a mindset that says that I don't believe that God can heal me. Or I don't think that I'm going to get healed of that sickness or, or that infirmity that is attacking my body. But I want to say to you this morning, you should never give up on your healing. No matter how long it takes, you, may, you should not never give up on your healing. You see, being healed is not always instantaneous. It can be if God so desires. But most of the healing that we receive from God come through a process of faith. I want to say that again. Most of the healing that we receive from God comes through a process of faith. Mark chapter 9 verse 23 says, Jesus said unto him, if thy canest believe, all things are possible to him that believe. If we are able to believe, Jesus said, if you are able to believe, as he said to that man, he said, if you are able to believe, all things are possible to them that believe. In the healing of the two blind men in Matthew chapter 9 verse 27 through 30. Says, and when Jesus departed, this two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thy son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was come into the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said unto them, Believe thee that I am able to do this. And they said to him, Yea, Lord. And then Jesus touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. And verse 30 says, and their eyes were opened and Jesus straightly charged them saying, see that no man know it. You see, they followed Jesus at first. It's one thing to follow Jesus, but it's another thing to get close to Jesus. It's one thing to follow him, but it's another thing to get close to him. And so the Bible says they came to him. In other words, they got close to him. See, it is when you get close to him that you can have confidence. You can have confidence in when you get close to him. To believe that whatever you ask him for, he will do it. You see, you don't get confidence in following him at a distance. But you get confidence when you get close to him. That you can ask him for anything that you desire. And he will do it. 1 John chapter 5. 14, verse 14 to 15 says, and this is the confidence that we have in him. And that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he heareth us whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we desire him. You see, Jesus said to the blind man, he said, believe thee that I am able to do this. And they they, 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 they said, yes, Lord. What they did was they opened their mouth and they spoke faith and said, yes, to, to him, yeah, Lord, then then he touched he their eyes, said, according to your faith, be it unto you. Also we see in the healing of the centurion so soldier servant in Matthew chapter eight verse five through thirteen, that was laying at home sick of the palsy and and Jesus said unto him to the, the centurion said, I will come and heal him, talking about healing his servant that was sick with the palsy. And the centurion answered and said to Jesus, Lord, I, I'm not worthy that you should come into my roof. But he said to Jesus, He said, But speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. You see, this man had great faith in the spoken word of God. And Jesus commended him for having such great faith. You see, he was telling Jesus that you don't have to figure physically come to my house, Lord. And touch my servant. But all you got to do, Lord, is speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. You see, he believed that God's spoken word had the same power and authority as Jesus being there physically. You see, Jesus' spoken word has the same power as Jesus being there physically. And Jesus commended this man. He said, I never saw such great faith in all of Israel. Because this man knew that all he, Jesus had to do was just speak the word and it would happen. That's all he had to do. As Jesus said unto the centurion concerning his servant, said, go thy way. And as thou hast believed, so be it unto thee. And his servant was healed in that selfsame hour. You see, when Jesus heard what the centurion, the centurion said, he marveled and said unto them that followed, I say unto you, I have not found so great faith. No, not in all Israel. You see, this man understood something. He understood the power and the authority that is in God's spoken word. He understood that God's spoken word had as much power and authority as God being physically present. All we got to do is speak the word only. Speak the word and my servant shall be healed. You see, in our scripture, text, this woman with the issue of blood, Has suffered with this disease for 12 long years. And during those 12 years of suffering, she spent all the money she had, accumulated, seeking a cure. But the Bible says that in her seeking to get well, she had suffered many things of many physicians. She, She did not have the hospitals, and she did not have the modern technology and other medicine that we are fortunate and blessed to have today. And whatever treatment that they gave her, Without question, she accepted it. Whatever they charged her for the treatment, she paid it. She was tired and she was burdened. And she had been dealing with this illness for 12 long years. And she was desperate for a cure. And those who were helping her, instead of helping her to get better, they made things for her even worse. So she suffered at the hands of those who were supposed to help her. And I'm not talking against doctors. We need doctors and Doctors is a gift from God because God gives them the knowledge and the abilities to, to help us. And, but they only aid in the process. But they are not the healers. Jesus is the healer of every sickness and every disease. You know, so we got to know that God is the healer. Sometimes as believers we, we get discouraged because many times we don't think that we can get healed. Are we going to get healed? But I'm here to tell you that God is the healer. He's still the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. But we just got the one thing about healing is that we got to expect that we're going to get healed. We got to believe that we're going to get healed. No matter how long it's been, no matter how long a time it's been, this woman had this issue for 12 long years. But she didn't give up on her healing. She kept seeking her healing. Oh, now that faith you know because not that faith because faith always think hope and for the best. We got to continue to think that we no matter how long it's been that I've been suffering with this situation but we got to continue to have hope. We just can't give up because faith is about hope. That's what faith is. Bible tells us in Hebrews Hebrews 11:1 now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You see our thinking process it's a very important part of our healing process. Oh, how we think It's so very important. It's important that we think right, We have, that we have the right thoughts. Oh, God, the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, for us as believers not to be conformed to this world, but we got to be transformed, how? By the renewing of our mind. Renewing is not just a one-time situation, Sister April, but it's every day. We got to renew our mind. Every day we got to believe it. We got to say, God, you can do it. No matter what I feel, no matter what I see, you can do it. We got to renew our mind by the renewing of our mind that we may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So that we may prove what is good and acceptable to God. So we have to learn how to change the way we think. We got to renew our mind. Our mind must be renewed to think, as Philippians 4 and 8 says, how we should think. Says, finally, my brethren, we gotta think on things that are true. Amen. The word of God is true. I'm here to tell you, we gotta think on the word of God, no matter what our situation looked like, no matter how long we've been dealing with that situation. But we gotta think on the truth because God's word is truth. His word is truth. Hallelujah. We gotta think on truth. We gotta think on things that are just, no matter what the enemy comes to our mind. He try to bring negative thoughts to us and tell us that God is not going to do it. But we got to cast those things down. The Bible says we got to learn how to cast down every thought. Every negative thought, we got to learn how to cast it down. That come against the word of God. I'm telling you, you got to cast it down. You say, Satan, you're a liar. My Bible says that God said he can do it. Oh, we got to think right. We got to renew our mind. We got to be able to think right. We got to learn down to cast every thought that goes against the Word of God when it comes to our healing. We got to take the shield of faith, or test the shield of faith to cast down every every fiery dot that the enemy throws against you. To tell you that, tell us that God can't do it, or tell us that God won't do it. But I'm here to tell you, the Bible says God can do anything. Anything God can do it. Healing is part of His kingdom. Healing is part of what he does. And it's something that God wants and desires for his people. He desires it for us. It's recorded in Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. And Jesus went about all Galilee. Bible says, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of, of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. Also, in, we recorded in Matthew 9:35. And Jesus went about all the cities and all the villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, healing every sickness and every disease among the people. See, if you want healing and you need healing, then you must be willing to pursue healing like this woman. You got to pursue it. If you want anything and need anything from Jesus, then you must be willing to come where he is. If you need anything... Must be willing to come where he is. Many times, many times you know you need something from God. But you just instead of coming to him, you just sit. But you gotta come. You can't sit, you gotta come. He says, Come unto me, all those that labor and heavy laden. He said, I'll give you rest. The Bible says about this woman that had the issue of blood. The Bible says that when she heard of Jesus, she came. Her faith in Jesus was aroused by what she heard rather than by what she seen. It's by what she heard, not by what she seen. Too many times we feel like we gotta see something before we believe it. But this woman didn't see it, she heard about it. And just by hearing about it, brought her to Jesus. So she came to find Jesus. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Looking back at some of the things in the Bible that she may have heard about Jesus that aroused her face, faith and caused her to come after Jesus. She heard about Peter's mother in law being healed. In Mark chapter 1, verse 29 through 31. The Bible says, When she Peter's mother in law laid at home sick of the of fever. Jesus came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and the fever left her. She heard how Jesus healed many that had diverse diseases and were demon-possessed and cast out demons and healed those that were sick of diverse diseases. She heard about how Jesus healed the leper, the man that had the leprosy, and Jesus reached out and touched him and said unto him, Be thou clean, and immediately the leper was, left him, and he was cleansed. She heard about the man that had was sick of the palsy, who friends uncovered a roof on the house where Jesus was and let down the bed upon which he was laying from the roof to get him to where Jesus was so that his sins could be forgiven and he could be healed. She heard about how Jesus healed the man with the withered hand. She heard about all these things, all these healings she heard about. And what? because she heard about it, it caused her to come to Jesus. Hearing about Jesus and all the things he had done caused this woman to believe and have faith. To you this morning, I want to say, where is your faith? Where is your faith? Her faith moved her to action. It was her faith that caused her to reach out and touch Jesus by the hem of his garment. You see, before she touched him, she had to press through the crowd. It was her desperation, for healing and her desperate need to touch Jesus that caused her to press through the crowd. In her mind, she knew that if she was going to be able to get touch Jesus, she had to press her way through the crowd. She had to overcome in her own mind the things that she thought that other people might have thought about her. In her illness. Too many times, we, we need know we need to come to the altar. But we worry about what the people in the pew are going to say. We worry about what the people in the pew are going to think while we come up here to get prayed for or to get what we need from God. But this woman wasn't concerned about that crowd. The Bible says she pressed through it because she knew she needed to test Jesus. If there's something that you need and want from Jesus, you cannot allow the crowd to stand in your way. Jesus can heal you mentally. He can heal you emotionally. He can heal you spiritually. He can heal you physically. But you must be willing to reach out and touch him. You must be willing to reach out and touch him. And then... When I want to say unto you this morning, where is your faith? You see, this woman had your blood for 12 long years, but she never gave up on being healed. The man at the pool of Bethesda had an infirmity for 38 years, but he never gave up on his healing. God is the one that determines when it is time for you to be healed. But you must never give up on your healing, you see. And you must have faith to believe. See, faith does not drop out of the atmosphere, just drop out of the atmosphere. But you see, faith comes from the heart. How do you get faith in the heart, Brother Cole? For faith to get into your heart, it must, be, it must first start with your mouth. Oh, it must first start with your mouth. You see, we have to, we got to speak it in order to believe it. For the words of God get into your, our hearts through our mouth. Romans chapter 10, verse 8 through 10 says this, But what said it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That it shall confess, that if we shall confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believe unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You see, that word salvation now means deliverance. It means deliverance. Confession is made unto what? Deliverance. You see, the word salvation in the Scripture means deliverance. So salvation means to speak in agreement with what God said. You see, in this verse. So when the Scripture says that confession is made unto salvation, which means deliverance comes through our confession, that means you must speak deliverance. A healing out of your mouth. You got to speak it out of your mouth. You see. So this woman said this. She said, for, "She said, if I may touch, but his clothes, or the, if I should touch the hem of his garment, she said, I shall be made whole." She spoke faith out of her mouth. She confessed it with her mouth that if she touched his clothes, she would be made whole. You see, confession. It's to speak in agreement with what God says in his word. She said, if I could just touch the hem of his garments. She said, I shall be made whole. The Bible does not say how many times she spoke it. But she spoke it until she believed it. She spoke it until it got into her heart. And when it got down into her heart, then she believed it. Because it is with the heart that we believe. So we got to speak God's word. We got to confess it to get it into our hearts. See, the Bible said, the word is near you. It's in your mouth. And it's in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. But this woman said, if I can just touch his clothes. She said, I know I shall be made whole. I shall be. You see, her faith did not waver. She didn't go back and forth because it was in his ha- your heart. You see, when you get it in your heart, you're not going to waver. You're not going to go back and forth. But you got to speak to get it into your heart. So that's what this lady did. You see, no matter, you got to speak it. As pastor, pastor can preach it. And pastor can anoint you with oil. He can lay his hands on you and pray over you for healing and deliverance. And many times when we leave this altar, we leave feeling like nothing has happened or is going to happen. But what happened is we failed to confess our healing. We failed to confess our deliverance out of our mouth. Because once you continue to confess it, continue to confess it out of your mouth, eventually it's going to get in your heart, and then you're going to believe it, and then it's going to happen. You got to speak it out of your mouth. Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue. From the abundance of the heart, Matthew says, the mouth speaketh." You got to speak it. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and 13 says this. says, we have in the same spirit of faith, according as it is written. It says, I believe. I believe it in, what else? And therefore have I spoken. I believe it. In other words, you speak what you believe. You speak it. You say, well, I don't, I don't feel it. You don't have to feel it. You just speak it. You speak God's word. Don't, not one time. But you keep speaking God's word, no matter how many times it takes. But you just come speak, keep speaking that word of God over your life, over your situation. You speak it until it gets down into your heart. Because when it gets down into your heart, that's when things are going to take place. I'm here to tell you. So this woman that had the, the issue of the blood, she spoke that's what she believed. She believed, she said, if I could just touch, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, she said, I shall be made whole. She spoke what she believed. One of the reasons I believe that we don't always receive what we need from God is because instead of reaching out, in touching Jesus ourselves, we are waiting for Jesus to touch us. You can't always wait for Jesus to touch you. You got to be like this lady. You got to reach out and touch him. can't always sit back. You need something from Jesus. You can't, you can't wait and think the music going to, I'll wait until all oh, the music is just right. Or I'll wait until the word is just right. Then I'll reach out. No, that's not the way. If you need something from Jesus, you don't wait. You reach out and touch him. You don't wait for him to touch you. You don't wait for him to touch you. So this woman which had this, of blood did not wait for Jesus to touch her. She put forth the effort to reach out and touch Jesus. I'm here to tell you, Church of Pentecost, when you want something and need something from God, you can't always wait for the Lord to touch you. You reach out and you touch him. How do I reach out and touch him? You reach out by faith through praise and worship. You reach out and say, Lord, I'm going to praise you today. Oh, I'm going to worship you, Lord, because I know if I worship you today that you're going to meet my needs. I'm going to reach out and I'm going to touch him. Her situation was desperate. Her situation was in desperate need. So she didn't wait for Jesus to touch her. She reached out and she touched him. Do you want something from God? Do you want God to do something for you? You can't sit down and always wait back and say, "Oh, I'm just going to sit here till the music, till the music get right." No, you can't sit here and wait till the word you feel the right word get right. When you need something from God, you got to reach out and touch Him. You got to touch Him like this woman that had the issue of blood. You see, Jesus don't ignore faith. He don't ignore faith. This woman had faith. You got to speak it. Faith. Luke 17 and 6 said and says that and said, if he had faith as a grain of mustard seed, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say, you might say, you got to speak it out of your mouth. You got to say, you got to speak it. Unto the sycamore tree be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted in the seed, and it shall obey you. Our faith, how is our faith to grow? Our faith grows by us planting it and watering it with the word. You plant it and you water it with the word of God. That's how your faith grows. You got to speak the word of God over your life. word of God is powerful. It's powerful. There's life in his word hallelujah mark 1123 as I get ready to close mark 11 23 and 24 says this for, for verily I send unto you whatsoever things whatsoever shall whosoever shall say unto this mountain be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe that those things which he saith you got to speak it shall come to pass he shall have whatsoever he Say it. Whatever you say, the the Bible says you should have it. Therefore, I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Confessing what the word of God says about your situation over your life. God says you you should have them. You got to confess the word of God. Why not you stand with me right now? As I come to an end today, Joshua, I want to end with Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. It says, this book of the law shall not, what, depart out of thy, shall not depart out of thy mouth. Mouth. It didn't say mine, it says your mouth. It said not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate. What that mean? You got to speak it over and over and over and over and over again. You said you got to meditate on it. You got to speak it over and over and over again. Day and night. <laughs> day and night, he said you, you got to speak it. Over your life, over your situation, over your sickness. Whatever you need from God, you got to speak the word over it day and night. And then he said that thou mayest serve to do according all that is written therein. For then he said, "Shall thou have what? Shall thou make thy way prosperous and have good success?" I'm here to tell you this morning: you got to speak this word. You got to speak it over your life. You got to speak it over your sickness. No matter how long it's been, you just got to keep saying, "God, I know you're able. Your word says that you can do all things. God, your word says that by your stripes, with your stripes, I'm healed. God, you you said that. God, that you you said that you will supply all of my needs according to your riches and glory. Lord, you said that I'm the righteousness. I don't care how I feel, but you said I'm the righteousness of God." Through Christ Jesus. God, they are trying. I don't know. Things are happening. I don't understand what they're what, what's going on, but you said, No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Oh God, you said no weapon formed against me shall prosper. God, I, I know I, I'm not that good at this, but I know that your word says that I can do all things through Christ with strength. You see, you got to speak the word. This altar's open. Whatever it is you need, you got to confess it out of your mouth. Lord, your word says, just like the centurion said, Lord, you don't have to come to my house to lay your hand on my servant. But all you got to do is speak the word. If that's something you need today, this is open. If that's something you need today, something you've been waiting on from God, something that you've been just been dealing with for. A long time and seemed like you hadn't got the victory yet. Seemed like you hadn't made it and you hadn't got what you want, but you got to come and continue to speak the word of God over your situation. Just continue to say, God, I know you're going to do it. I know you're going to provide for me, God. Oh, I thank you, God, for your word, Lord. Your word won't, won't turn void. Your word won't be turned back void. Your word, God. Thank you for your word. Oh, thank you, God. Jesus. Thank you for the word.